Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm really excited today because we've got an expert on and her name is Ashley Hill. And I think she can help a lot of our listeners out there, whether you're a parent, a teacher or a student. Uh, This woman is a CEO and founder of a company that helps you get ready for college by finding scholarships and funding. So welcome, Ashley. Thanks for joining the show. And thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm so glad we could uh, make this connection today and get you on last minute. That was pretty awesome. So thanks for volunteering your time to uh, help some of our listeners. You're welcome. So um, can you just tell everyone kind of a little bit about you, your, your personal background and uh, why you're passionate about what you do, just so they can kind of get to know you before we delve into some of the deeper stuff? Yes, absolutely. So my background is, one, I'm a military brat twice. Uh, my father recently retired from the Army. My mother was in the Marines. And so uh, from childhood, they always pushed education. And it's interesting, they never asked my, bro- my two brothers and I if, if we wanted to go to college. They just simply said, you're going to college and we're going to put the right support around you in order to do it the most, the most effective way. And so around seven years ago, after documenting my own process, really unknowingly, I just loved to journal <laughs> uh, growing up, but I kind of went back and dug out those, those notebooks and started helping the kids in the neighborhood. I went through college doing this. And so finally, about seven years ago, uh, I decided to do it officially um, with assisting, uh, assisting students through this process. Um, You're welcome. That, I've noticed that, that you said about your parents uh, not asking if you wanted to go to college or not, because I find that that's a struggle that a lot of us have. They tell us exactly what our life is going to look like before they even ask us. <laughs> so that's kind of Yes, that's they great. do. <laughs> oh, goodness. So how did you end up going from that position to being where you are now and helping other people find uh, money and funding for college? Right. So what happened is, and really it's, it's from my own personal experience, I, you know, I was, I was pretty okay with the SAT, the other requirements, you know, of the college admissions process. Um, but like many other families um, going through that process with their child, you know, it, the, the money became an issue. You know, the first year I was doing fine. And then I get that dreaded letter, you know, from financial aid that, hey, one of your, one of your scholarships, um, it was non-renewable. So you're going to need to come up with that balance now. And, you know, I was so fortunate that I had developed a relationship um, with the financial aid office before that. And so I simply made a phone call and I said, hey, do you have any additional scholarships? And I was so glad that they did. And I applied and received that funding and I was able to continue uh, my college education and go ahead and graduate. So I took that experience and I said, you know, let me apply this to the families that they don't really need help on the, I'll call it the academic side of applying for uh, college, but they needed help and assistance on the financial side. And so I've been doing that ever since. Oh, wow. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, I'm just kind of looking over your website right now and I, I, I got to look over it a little bit today, but um, you have so much information on here. It's, it's incredible. Do you have a team that helps you put all this together? Uh, I have a person, I have one person that assists occasionally, but it really is just me. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) There's so many young people out there that think that they can't be an entrepreneur or start a business that influences others. And I think that's a lot of our listeners. They all want to make a huge impact on the world, but they're not really sure how to do it. And uh, I think you really are by creating this website and coming on our radio show and sharing all your wealth and knowledge because it is 
uh, life opportunities that are opening up because of people like you. So uh, anyone who's out there listening who thinks that they can't create an amazing life of their dreams and help other people along the way, look at Ashley. She's making a great example of that. Ashley, I'm sure there's people out there that would like to follow along uh, with you on Twitter and Facebook as they listen to the interview. Uh, do you mind just telling everyone how to follow you on social media and maybe what your website is so they can check it out? Yes, absolutely. So my website is www.collegeprepready.com. That's all one word. They can also uh, check me out on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, and that's prep, the number four, and then college, all one word. And then I'm also on Twitter, and that's prep, F-O-R, college. And then lastly, um, I'm on Instagram, and that's prep, F-O-U-R, college, all one word. Perfect. Thank you. Um, so, Okay, let's delve into finding these scholarships and things like that. So what do you find are the biggest frustrations that young people or their parents have uh, towards paying for college and finding opportunities like this? Yeah, that's a very great question. Uh, The first frustration is that they assume that they do not qualify for any scholarships and and for a number of reasons. And so I, I let students and parents know that there are certain scholarships that are not based on grades. They're not based on income level, but they're based off of what I call merits, basically talents, hobbies, um, volunteer experience, leadership experience, you know, other, other aspects outside of the classroom. And so that's the first issue, that they don't believe that there are any for their child, or if it's a child, they don't, they don't believe that there are any for themselves, um, which is actually a myth. I, I can tell you after doing this seven years so far, I have not met one student that I couldn't find one scholarship for at least. Uh, another frustration is that a lot of uh, parents come to me and say, you know, we keep finding scholarships, but they're not a great fit. And so I tell them that a large part of that issue is that the child, um, and really this is, this is really um, not a good way to do it if they just jump into the searching, but I like to spend time with families on let's get our strategy together. What exactly are we looking for? Because if we don't have a plan and a roadmap of what we're looking for, we don't know we don't know where we're going and we don't know when we've arrived. So I encourage uh, parents and students to just simply make a list of the child's hobbies. You know, what are they interested in? Are they into activism or the, uh, protecting the environment or working um, with children? You know, whatever those things are about them and then search based off of that list so that now they have a roadmap. And then the last uh, frustration that I get a lot of is that uh, students believe that scholarships are only available at certain times of the year. And actually that's not true, particularly with a lot of private scholarships offered by corporations. They actually um, make these scholarships available all year long. And so I encourage students to search continuously uh, for scholarships. Oh, that's awesome. I, you know what, I, I personally uh, thought that scholarships are only available about twice a year as well. So that's fantastic information. Um, yeah. I kind of want to go back to your the roadmap and the no, like not having a plan laid out. I think that's brilliant. Um, I do talk to a lot of students, though, that are struggling with finding what they're passionate about and what their hobbies are. Um, do you have any particular suggestions on that and, and what might be some of your personal hobbies that have uh, influenced your life in a positive way? Absolutely. So I'll start with the easiest part, which is my personal hobbies. <laughs> um, I love to travel. I love to write. I love to read, and interestingly enough, I, I used those skills when I was working on scholarship essays um, to not only win scholarships leading up to my uh, freshman year of college, but even once I became a college student, I was able to win a $10,000 competitive scholarship. I was a biology major, um, so it was just for students in that department. But I went on ahead and put together a paper, and I was selected as one of the winners of that. So that, that's, that's a case where my hobby, I was able to turn it into cash. 
Um, but in terms of trying to figure out what you're passionate about, I encourage students to start off with what interests them. And if they don't even have an interest, they, they at least can create a list of what they don't like to at least eliminate that. Um, but really it's about getting out there, and that's why it's so important for students to volunteer because then they're going to get a chance, they're going to get a chance to see, you know, exactly what things interest them. And if they, if they stumble upon something that doesn't interest them, they, they will at least know that and they can cross that off for any future um, activities that they, that they become a part of. I love that. I love that you said that right off what you, what you aren't interested in. Cause sometimes I think we get stuck. I, I have to yes. laugh though. I actually received a scholarship or I was runner up for a scholarship in uh, high school because of my hobby. And it's a little bit of a silly story, but I think some of our viewers might relate in some way. Um, when I was in high school, I was golfing. And the only reason Ooh. why I was on the golf team, I was the only female. And it was all the good looking boys that were on the golf team. And that's why I joined because my priorities <laughs> were a little backward back then. And what was funny is they had to give away a scholarship to a high, our high school, one for a boy and one for a girl on the golfing team. And so mm. I had been on the golfing team years and was very excited until grade 12 when one more girl golfer joined the team and she had been competing her whole life and so she got the scholarship but I learned a lot and it was a neat opportunity so you just never know where your hobbies will take you in life for sure that's right <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> you golf at all Ashley I don't you know I live in Augusta Georgia which is like golf nation I call it I need to get on that <laughs> You know, it's funny. Our nonprofit's actually based out of Atlanta, Georgia. That's where we founded it. And I used to golf in northern Georgia all the time. So I agree. It's a very awesome. beautiful place. <laughs> I'll yes, have to come is. down to Augusta and take you golfing one day. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, okay. We have about two minutes before we have to go to the um, commercial break. Um, but could you tell us a little bit more about the first big frustration you talked about where people don't qualify? What exactly does that does that mean do they do they think they have to be of a certain ethnicity or a certain uh, income level or something towards getting a scholarship? Is that kind of what you meant by that? Yes, I do. You know, a lot of students, they tell me, well, you would need to be poor and, you know, a minority in order to win scholarships. And that's absolutely not true. So it's really about students, like, like I said earlier, getting that plan together in place. That way they can focus specifically on what fits on, on their attributes and their characteristics and use that to find scholarships that fits them. Nice. That's awesome. Um, and the very last one, scholarships are available all throughout the year. Were you just, uh, was that what you were saying? That's right. And I can tell you because my team and I search daily with our clients and literally I'd say even in the last, oh gosh, seven days here, it was over $15,000 worth of scholarships. And this is at the end of October. So um, there are scholarships available all year long. Wow, that's amazing. So, okay, we got to go to commercial break in about a minute, but could you give everyone your um, uh, your website? I think you gave us your all your social media links, but could you give everyone your website just so that they can check it out? Because I'm just on it right now, and there are so many great resources on there because I know they're going to kind of want to figure out how to deal with their big frustrations. Yes, and thank you. It is www.collegeprepready.com. And the name of your book title just before we go to commercial? Yes, it's the ultimate guide for finding and winning more money for college now. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm going to get a copy just so that I can learn more and pass that on to my students and then pass you on as well to them uh, to help awesome. them out. Uh, we'll be right back uh, in a couple of minutes after this commercial break, everyone. I hope you're enjoying Ashley, and we'll be back with a lot more information from her shortly.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hey you. Yeah you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right, everyone, we're back with uh, Ashley Hill, and we're really excited uh, to talk to her just because I know a lot of you out there are looking towards college or you're in college and kind of struggling to pay for it, and you're kind of considering your life options. So we're just learning a lot from her because she helps people find scholarships that help pay for their college so that they can find the life of their dreams if college is the route that they uh, want to go. So, Ashley, you talked a little bit about your parents and your siblings and you're an entrepreneur. What was it like? Did you end up going through college and what was that like for you and what were your struggles in college? Yeah, so I attended Kent State University at the Northern Ohio for my undergraduate in biology and I loved it, but I have to share the story. I initially applied early, so I applied in December before my uh, graduation, before June of my senior year, I had applied for the combined bachelor's and medical school program. Um, I didn't get in, but I actually found really what I love to do at Kent State and I love to research and it's interesting I do that now, you know, my business, I do a lot of research, but I was so fortunate at Kent State, it's really a research-heavy school, and so I had a lot of great professors that taught me the right way on how to research, and so even though I went to corporate America for eight years before I started the business, um, I was still a research analyst in corporate America, so I'm glad that I was able to use that skill and develop it and now use it 
in my business. And then after, uh, after finishing at Kent State, I went back to corporate America. I started in corporate America for a few years. And I said, let me go back to school and get a, few, get a bit more, you know, training. So then I attended Andrew Taylor Still University in Kirksville, Missouri. And I did a master's in public health. And I still focus on policy and research. And I ended up, uh, my last corporate America job, I ended up um, analyzing human health data and assessing products and how they would affect, you know, humans in case there was a spill or something like that. I worked for a chemical manufacturer. And um, so that's what I did. In terms of my struggles, um, when I started in the biology program, I, I don't think I was quite as prepared for the, for the studying portion. I think that affects a lot of students. I was, you know, to be honest, in high school, I was just used to not working as hard but, but maintaining great grades. And I realized quickly within eh, about 24 to 48 hours of my first day or two of class at Kent State that I had to I had to really step up my game in terms of studying. And I became really great friends with the library and other friends in the, in the department um, and the TAs as well, the teacher assistants. And, and I was able to make it through the, through the program, and, and I'm really glad that I, that I chose that, that major. That's awesome. Um, I, I know a lot of, you know, it's funny, the world is changing so rapidly. People say that the middle class is going to be gone very soon, and a college degree doesn't mean as much as it used to mean. Um, mm -hmm. And a lot of us are kind of pushing our youth. I mean, we personally at Teen Wealth, we have a young entrepreneur program because we want to encourage students to try entrepreneurship, to kind of follow mm -hmm. that life of their dreams. But I think where we might be pushing them too much into entrepreneurship and not enough into getting a good foundation, getting a good educational background because it will open tons of doors to you. So I like that you kind of mentioned that you weren't really sure, um, but it really brought you back to wanting more education and, and that opened up a lot of doors for you. Are you a, yeah. what, I don't have to go back to your parents. What about them? What did they think about you kind of becoming an entrepreneur after your years in corporate and things like that? What, what, what was their mindset on that? Or did they, were they just proud of you all over the place? <laughs> you know, they were very proud. And to be honest, they're very supportive. In fact, a lot of people don't know whenever I do speaking engagements or if I go to conferences, usually if you see any pictures, it's probably that my dad has taken the photos for me or my mom. <laughs> so they should be <laughs> my assistants when I have to go on the road. <laughs> That's so awesome. uh, they're very supportive. <laughs> That's great. What if you could? Um, if there are parents and teachers out there listening to this, if you could give one or two pieces of advice to them, not about college scholarships or anything, but just from your own personal experience with great supportive parents on how they could support their students better, what what kind of advice would you give them? I would say number one is whenever your child or student. If they come to you and, you know, they've they said, here, this is my career choice or this is the goal or, or what I want to do, even if you don't agree, is try to find resources to support and help them to develop in that area. And so I'll give you an example. When I was younger, I, I was interested by science. I was always, I knew I would go into some type of science area, you know, when I, when I became an adult. But when I was younger, I thought, hey, I want to be a meteorologist because I was fascinated with seeing meteorologists on TV, and especially, you know, female meteorologists. And so my dad said, okay, let me call the local TV station. He said, I'm going to take you down there so you can meet them and interview them, and, and we'll see if they go for it. And lo and behold, he called one of our local TV stations, and they said, hey, come on down. I went down there. You know, we took photos, and they showed me, you know, the green screen and all that. And, and I loved it. Even though I didn't end up going into meteorology, you know, the fact that my parents always put that support around me and, and allowed me to take part in things to develop, 
uh, my interests, whatever they were at the time. So tip number one is put those resources and get people in in place and programs in place um, to encourage your students. Number two is help them to outline uh, simply just a plan and just simply ask questions, get them thinking about it. You know, what what resources do you need? What does the timeline look like? You know, just support them in that way of helping them to map out, map out their plan. Beautiful. So you're clearly a great resource for all of those parents out there that want to help them do that. Um, and I know on your website, you've got lots of great little articles on how to add to things. So if you're out there listening, check out our website and just kind of read what she has to say. Um, you can even hire her to help you out, or you can just get some really great free information off of our website, which I appreciate. I think people that pay it forward with free information are the best kind of people. <laughs> so thank you so much for offering that on your site. <laughs> a lot of our students and parents can't afford to to do any of that kind of stuff. So thank you. Uh, what about your siblings? You mentioned you had a couple siblings. What do they think about your foray into entrepreneurship and helping other people? And did you help them get scholarships? Are you younger than they are? So I'm in the middle. Uh, my oldest brother is 37. I'm in the middle of being 30. And then I have a younger brother, um, and he is 28. And so it's interesting. Uh, they, they're very supportive. They, um, they're always calling and asking, how's it going? And, in fact, my older brother is now into entrepreneurship. So he's still working in the day, but he now has a side hustle. Um, and then now my younger brother, he's a mental health therapist, but now he's considering um, opening up a practice because I've been encouraging both of them. And, you know, we'll share, we'll text each other resources back and forth, and I'll give them tips, you know, and things to do on how to build their brand and get started. So they love it. They want to do it too. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. You're, then, then you're inspiring the rest of your family. What, what about you, though? What? What told you that it was okay to be an entrepreneur? And I know that sounds like a funny question to some people, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of young people out there that think being an entrepreneur is saving up a million dollars, buying McDonald's and running it, or starting a coffee shop, or starting a clothing line. And it seems like such a daunting, huge task that most people go, no way, I'm never going to try that. I mean, I'm, I'm 33, and I own four businesses, and I, it's been very difficult, but it's also been so fun and so rewarding, and it scared the heck out of me. It wasn't until I was 29 that I really started to do what I was passionate about because I was scared that that wasn't an option for my life. So what mm-hmm. kind of turned you on becoming an entrepreneur and a business owner? I think part of it was, I, I, think, I think this is just human nature. Sometimes I think we put ourselves in boxes, or we, maybe we allow others to do that. And so, you know, it's the typical when you grow up, you know, do well in school so you can get a job. And honestly, I went, you know, I, I've been a research analyst the entire, really the entire eight years I was in corporate America. And particularly being a female, you know, I, I realized um, that I really wasn't, uh, not that I wasn't cut out for the work, but I really didn't like the, the cutthroat, you know, the, the work all day, work all night, you know, type uh, really fast-paced uh, lifestyle that that includes, and mind you, to be really frank, the pay was great. <laughs> um, but what I did is, because I realized that a few years ago, I started to put back. I started investing in a business coach, you know, and not that everyone needs a business coach. You can definitely start without that. I just wanted to kind of get over some of those common, you know, roadblocks. But I started to, and it really started, I started on Twitter back in 2010, just sharing out free content. I didn't have a product at the time. I didn't have a service. And I sat here and I said, you know what? I said, I can do this. You know, yes, it's going to be difficult. And like you said, it's, even a business owner today, it, it, it has its challenging moments, but I love it. And when you're passionate about something, you know, you, you either connect to other resources or you kind of experiment. You know, you find ways to really make it work. 
Um, but really, what really pushed me, um, because I've been doing this seven years, but just five months ago, I actually made the full-time leap from corporate America, and honestly, what pushed me to that point was my health. I realized that I wasn't feeling well um, in the last 12 months, and I just thought it was just fatigue. I didn't realize that it was associated with high blood pressure until I had a doctor's visit about six months ago, and right away, you know, they were even contemplating, do we need to hospitalize you? I mean, it was very high. And so once I had that talk uh, with the physician, you know, she said, you have to find a way to reduce the stress. You know, you're too young for this. And so at that point, I said, life is too short. I'm taking the leap. I moved to Augusta, Georgia, and I haven't looked back, and I, and I don't regret it. Oh, that's amazing. Congratulations on all of that and, and your Thank health you. and everything. <laughs> so you must, um, your, your job as an entrepreneur must be extremely rewarding, um, because you're able to help people kind of live the life of their dreams. Do you have any like quick little success stories you can um, mention to us just so that we can kind of feel your vibe there? <laughs> yes, I have a really, a really good one comes to mind. So I had a young lady come to me. Um, she was looking to finish her degree program without debt. And she said, Ashley, I need $2,000. But here's the thing. She says, I need it in about a couple of weeks. Now, before her, I usually work with students and it usually takes them a little bit longer um, to, to not only find the scholarship, but, you know, apply and then, of course, hear back. And so I, at first, I was going to tell her, well, I haven't done this before, but I said, you know what, I'm going to take the leap and I'm going to trust that this is going to work out in two weeks. <laughs> and so we started the process and it came to the essay. And so, uh, by the way, her major was social work. And so we were focusing on social work scholarships in our area because those are the easiest um, to start out with are those that are in your area and particularly in your, you know, future career field. And so it came to the essay and it said, tell us about your story. And she said, Ashley, I don't want to share that I was sexually assaulted. And I was raped repeatedly, you know, but that's what pushed me to want to be a social worker. And she wanted to help and assist other young women, you know, and of course in preventing that from happening to them. And she said, but I don't want to share that. That's really personal. And what if they judge me? And I told her, I said, you have to share it, but we have to, you know, we'll tailor it the right way. But I said, you really need to share this story because I believe that's going to push you over the edge to win. And so she shared the story. Two weeks later, she got a lovely phone call from the foundation, and they said, because of your story, we want to give you this. And not only did they give her the $2,000 check, but they flew her to, there was a dinner in her honor, um, in her state. They flew her up there, put her in a fancy hotel, gave her another check, um, a kind of a just because, I guess, a thank you check. Um, in addition to her $2,000, and then she was also featured on her local TV station. Um, so I was very, very excited for her. Oh, that's amazing. I, you know, I, I think that one story alone, it's, there's so many people out there that are listening, and I know some of my students right now are listening into this show because they're struggling to find money for college. And I think that mm -hmm. right there, because a lot of our students have gone through some pretty horrible traumatic things in their lives too, um, think mm -hmm. that it'll never turn around for them and that there is no opportunities like that. And you just proved it in two weeks and then added a whipped cream and cherry on the top. So thank you so much <laughs> for sharing that story. And, and thank you to that student um, for sharing her story because I think a lot of us are too scared to share our vulnerabilities, excuse me. Um, and that's what holds us back a lot in life because we don't want people to know the, the shady, dark stuff in our closet. You know what I mean? And that's sometimes that's what right. makes us connect, yeah, with each other. So I really appreciate that. We do have to run to commercial break, but as soon as we get back, I'm excited for more questions. Thanks, Ashley. See you all in just a moment. Great.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real. Real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to brandy at globalteenwealth.com. That's brandy with an I at globalteenwealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Um, We had kind of an interesting conversation during the commercial break. Myself, Ashley, our guest, and our producer, A-Rod. He's 23 years old, and all three of us kind of have different takes on college and university. And I know a lot of you out there that are listening probably have different takes on it as well. A lot of the world is shifting and saying that college and university is the main priority. And then others are saying that college and university doesn't matter anymore. It's a piece of paper that costs a lot of money that tells you who you are, but nobody really hires anymore based on a piece of paper. They hire on personality. However, I can tell you I have more personality in my pinky finger than a lot of people have in their entire bodies, and that hasn't always gotten me the job that I wanted. I needed that piece of paper. So it's kind of interesting. But A-Rod, our producer, welcome to the show. I would love you to just to say what your kind of take is on college and what you think about it, because you're obviously successful at 23 you're already producing a radio show, so you, you've already got some great stuff going for you in life. But wh- what are your feelings on college? Because they're probably the same feelings as some of our students. Well, hello, Brandy. This is A-Rod for everyone that's been wondering who A-Rod is. <laughs> I'm the guy that's <laughs> behind the scenes. But um, for me, I feel like college, is, it's just kind of like a big waste of time. I, I guess that's just in my own opinion because of the fact that you're going to school for X amount of years just to get a piece of paper 
it's basically like a receipt for your $40,000 that you spent on a basically a subject that you probably don't know if you're really going to be doing it fully or if you are. And it's just kind of like the way college the way college is set up and the way that times are, I feel like you can basically learn everything now off of Google, YouTube, like all the sources are out there and finding like free textbooks and all that stuff. So it's like there's so many sources out there now that I feel like college itself is just it's just a validation really to prove that hey, look, you got a piece of paper and you can do it. Awesome. Okay. I have a couple thoughts on that, but Ashley, what are your personal thoughts as someone who helps people get into college? Cause we all have different ideas on, on college and what it means to us and, and why it's good or bad. <laughs> right. And, and I will say that a rod is, you know, that, that, um, that view is definitely very popular and it's becoming more popular as the cost of college are, are, is going up. But I have to say, and I have to use my personal, you know, life as, as kind of my, my point of view, um, college worked out very well for me. It allowed me to get into positions that I know I probably wouldn't have without a degree because that was, that was one of the requirements. But I will say this, um, for students that, that are kind of, you know, weighing out, is college really worth it? The thing is, you have to go into college with the end in mind. And what I mean is, is that you should not be waiting until your senior year of college to be looking for jobs and, and figuring out what you want to do with your life. But if you take time every semester along the way, do internships, uh, work part-time, do some work studies, start getting mentors, connecting, get on LinkedIn, get your profile out there, you know, start exploring along the way. That way when you graduate, you'll be able to go right into a job and not your parents' basement. Yes, totally. Agree. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's really, I'm not sure how college works exactly in the United States, but in Canada, for example, when I went to university, I had no idea what I wanted to do, except I knew I wanted to start a nonprofit. And the nonprofit that I wanted to start, which is the one that I own now, um, not, none of the classes really seemed to fit what I wanted to learn. So I ended up taking a bunch of random things that I was interested in. I did like a part-time Mandarin Chinese course, a part-time photography, a part-time English. And then I majored in psychology for the first two years, because that's where I thought uh, it would best take me for this career. Um, and then and then I ended up leaving after two years because it just wasn't helping me. I wasn't learning what I really wanted to learn and what I was passionate about. And I just didn't find that the teachers that I personally had were, were passionate. So I left. But those two years that I was there, although they cost me probably $15,000, I learned so much and, and kind of learned to explore. So even though college wasn't the right fit for me personally, it still opened a lot of doors for me. Does it work the same way in the U.S. where you can commit a little bit to certain courses or do you have to really solidify your major and your minor and just stick with that for four years? Well, actually, you can be undecided in the U.S., um, but I, of course, me, I prefer students to at least pick a general direction. <laughs> okay, beautiful. And there was one other thing that I was laughing about, and I know that if I spend $10 a month on a gym or $100 a month on a gym, I'm probably going to, I'm probably more likely to go to the gym that I spent a hundred dollars on each month mm -hmm. because I'm financially indebted to it. So I know that there's free college books and things like that out there on the internet where I can educate myself, but I have to be completely honest. Like most human beings, I'm pretty darn lazy. And if I can lay in bed and watch, watch TV and play video games and maybe read the occasional book, it's sad to say as someone who talks about like bettering yourself consistently to, to live the life of your dreams. There's times when I'm just really lazy, but when I'm financially invested into something that I've spent a lot of money on or I'm still paying for, 
I find that I step up a little bit more and it forces me to go. So I think that's a nice thing about the $40,000 where you get a receipt at the end for. I'm not a college person. I (laughs) may go back just to dabble in a few things. It was not for me. Um, But there were some great benefits to that. And and I loved what you said, A-Rod, about the $40,000 for a receipt. But my... That 15000 sure kept me getting up at 5 o'clock every morning, <laughs> going to my part-time job, working it, and then still doing my homework just because I felt so bad if I threw that money away. So <laughs> yeah, there it, are some benefits. It, it, there are benefits. Sure. It's p- pros and cons to it, but it really just depends on the individual if they're willing to go that route. I mean, really, yeah. college does open up doors to a lot of for a lot of people. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's a good place to network because you're surrounded by other people doing other things that are all together in one. So, like, don't get me wrong, college is a good experience, and, and if you're an individual that, like, doesn't find yourself, like, going down that college route, then you just don't go down the college route. And if you do find yourself going to the college route, then you go down there, you pursue what you do, and like you said, the money you invest is what you get out, and the time and energy, everything you put into it is literally what you get out. Absolutely. Hey, Rod, did you, did you attempt college at all, or did you just know that that was not for you and go straight into radio? Uh, really for me, I've, what got me into radio was I, I'm a music producer on the side when I'm not here. So I do a lot of like engineering for other people, make music, um, all that kind of things. I started doing it when I was in, in my junior year of high school. I started going to like little parties here and there and they would have occasionally have uh, people that didn't know what they were doing. So I, I, for me, I just, I wanted to be somewhere in the creative industry cause I, I'm a very creative person and I wanted to be able to like do something that's going to have an influence for anyone. And Throughout the throughout my years now, it's my going on my sixth year now in the in the audio industry, and now I found myself doing radio. So <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I love it. Well, I really appreciate you jumping in and helping us out on the show today and and uh, bringing kind of a new perspective because I know you're a lot younger than me. He just had his 23rd birthday yesterday, everyone. So happy birthday, Rod! <laughs> um, thank you so much for sharing your story and allowing Ashley and I to give our opinions back on that. That was awesome. My appreciate pleasure. it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Ashley, I, yeah, d- do you find that a lot? Do you find that people come to you when they're looking for scholarships or, or looking towards college and trying to find some resources that they're kind of undecided on if it's right or wrong for them? And, and how do you, where, where do you steer them? What direction do you steer them in? And, and what kind of resources would you suggest to people that are kind of struggling in that area? Right. So uh, most of my, most students that come to me are pretty solid. They're pretty set on going to college. They may not be sure of their major, but, but they're pretty set on going to college. So for the so since they're pretty set, I, I encourage them to, to start connecting before they go to college because mostly they're in the 11th or 12th grade, um, mostly here in the U.S. And so I encourage them to start volunteering, get some leadership experience, um, start maybe attending local industry events just to kind of learn what, what's involved in that career um, the best I, the best advice really is to find someone already working in that career and see see if they can shadow them for a day or two. You know, to really get a good insight. Um, but I will say generally for students that are maybe listening that are not sure about whether to go to college or not, you know, they really need to take some time. And I, I know soul searching is kind of a cliche, <laughs> but you know, really take some time and think and and get involved. Get involved in activities that interest them and kind of the same advice. You know, get a mentor. And see what's involved. You know, if, if a college degree is required, you know, then, of course, they need to make plans for that. But if it's more of a technical, you know, maybe they need a technical degree or, an, um, you know, maybe a certificate or something like that, then that's completely okay if that's what they need, um, you know, for their future career. 
Beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, I, I love that you talked about mentors. And I think that's one of uh, the greatest things that's ever catapulted my life in any good direction is someone that took me under their wing. Um, there's kind of a funny misconception, I think, about mentors and that it has to be someone who's much older than you and much more established. But I honestly, I call 10 colleagues or people, I, you know, it's funny, I went to this uh, business seminar about two years ago, and there were 12 people there that were all business owners in Vancouver, Canada, where I'm from, and they were all fairly successful, at least a lot more successful than me. I was still in two figures <laughs> here, and they were all <laughs> at least in three, if not four, and five and six, so um, it, was, it was neat to sit there and listen to them all, but at the end of the day, I was able to contribute some new ideas that they'd never heard of before because I had a different perspective from my four, four, four and five figure salary um, at the mm -hmm. time than they did. And it's funny, about a week later, I reached out to all of them on social media and I invited them to my house for dinner. And we all kind of sat around and shared our ideas. And every month for the rest of that year, I had a dinner party at my house. And these people that were all making between 50,000 and a couple million a year would come to my house and share ideas and we creatively helped each other and we we're all at different stages in our lives and our businesses and I've both personally and professionally bonded with a lot of them from just from different places so I think mentorship is so important and it doesn't matter if the mentor is far beyond your years or almost in the same position as you we can always learn something from each other. We do have to go right. to a commercial break unfortunately however when we come back I'd love to hear about kind of who your mentors are and, and what you learn from them and maybe uh, your ideas on mentorship and how some of the students out there could, could possibly find the right mentor for them. So uh, we'll be right back uh, just after this commercial break, everyone. Thanks for joining us again. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. 
My family loves the choices and the taste and Freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, if you didn't uh, join us before this break, I was just talking to Ashley Hill. She's helping young people find uh, scholarships and funding so they can attend college to live the life of their dreams. And she's been amazing so far. Uh, I just asked her uh, before the break a little bit about mentorship and what it's like to be a mentor and what it's like for her finding mentors and kind of what that was like for her and if she has a mentor or two that have really changed her life. And Ashley, could you share a little bit about mentorship and your opinion and things like that? Sure. You know, a mentor, it, it's very crucial because I like to say it like this. No, no, no person knows everything. No one person knows everything. And so it really takes a village. You know, there's a phrase that says it takes a village to raise a child. I believe that it also takes a village to prepare for a successful career and even a successful life. And so there can be mentors for our professional lives as well as our personal lives. And, and I strongly b- believe in that. I um, I know a lot of people think, well, how do you get started in this? How do you find a mentor? I, I really believe in starting in your local area and then depending on your goals, whether they're personal or professional, is finding someone that's already successfully in that area. They're already successfully doing really what you want to do and, and reaching out to them and, and simply, you know, asking, you know, I would love for you to be my mentor um, and kind of discuss what that would look like and then put it into motion now, I have a mentor, and we still talk to this day, and oh my goodness, I've been knowing her probably since I was nine, so about 20-something years, <laughs> um, but I can still call her today, you know, and ask questions because she's already navigated on the professional side, you know, we both went into the same uh, field, and then on the personal side as well, and then I have, I have several business mentors that I keep in touch with. They're actually former business coaches, um, but we, we still talk to this day. And, and they already are past, you know, where I want to go in, in the business. So I look to them, you know, for guidance and advice. But, yes, mentors are very important. That's amazing. Are, have you – you clearly are a mentor to a lot of people. Um, I, I actually had two girls in our program that are teen moms at age 16. Each of them had a two-year-old daughter. Um, and it was really amazing because they thought they had nothing to offer they were really struggling because their families hadn't accepted the life choices that they made. And uh, they were just really struggling to kind of find their self-worth and their self-esteem and, and figure out what they were going to do as single teenage moms. And what was really neat is one of the girls actually created her own kind of speaking kit where she wanted to go to high schools and talk about how she felt as a teen mom. Wow. And, and yeah, it, like this woman is just, she's incredible. She's 18 now. And she's, she's actually going to university and working on that side of her life. But because she went through our program, she's really considered 
uh, giving back by speaking in high schools a little bit later on once her career is established about those same things. But it was interesting just to see the light flicker in her eyes in a positive way, like come back on brighter when we said, well, why don't you help others? And she, she didn't realize that she too could be a mentor just because she had gone through a life experience and shared it. So I think anybody can be a mentor. And I know you've mm-hmm. mentored a lot of people. What does that feel like to you? I mean, it boosts my self-esteem every time I can help anyone. What about you? You know, it makes me feel good. It, it keeps me humble because, you know, I'm sitting here like, I need help too. <laughs> you know, but I, I do. I love seeing students be successful. You know, whenever they say, hey, I found a scholarship or, hey, I finished my goal for the week, I'm just as excited as they are. So it's a great feeling. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Anyone out there listening, you can be a mentor and you can find the right mentor for you. Just be accepting of all advice. Don't always trust all advice, but just listen to it all and take the stuff you like and throw away the stuff you don't like. All right, back to business before we wrap up the show. Um, Could you tell everyone just quickly what the difference is between financial aid and scholarships? Because I think there's kind of a confusion for some students on, on what those two things mean. Right. So financial aid, this is funding that's provided by the government. I'm referring, I'm referring to the U.S. now. This is uh, funding provided by the government. But here's the thing to keep in mind. That financial aid package could include what I call institutional scholarships or scholarships offered by the college university. But that's different from what I call private scholarships or merit scholarships. Those are offered by private corporations that are not associated with a college or university. Okay. Okay. Brilliant. That, that helps. Thank you. Um, I know on your website you had a couple articles on how to write a winning scholarship essay and how to write a winning application. Um, do you have any quick tidbits of advice that you could give to our listeners on how they could do that? And then we'll hopefully direct them over to the website so they can kind of get more information. Sure. So we'll start with the essay. I know a lot of students tell me they hate to write and, and they want to avoid scholarships that require essays. But I actually have judged uh, scholarship uh, competitions before, so I'm telling you this as a former scholarship judge, is that the reason why essays are very, very important because they are actually the make or break, um, and, and that, sets, that sets apart the scholarship winner from everyone else. And what I mean is, is that if you look at two students and they have similar GPAs, their, their academics are very similar, maybe they, have, maybe they both have awards or something from the school, at that point, they're pretty much neck and neck. So the only way at this point that a judge can really di- distinguish between the two is to get some more information on the student. And so that essay allows the scholarship judge to really get insight into who that student is in terms of their character, who they are outside of the classroom. And that's genuinely how they decide who the winner is. So I just wanted to share that tidbit first um, as to why essays are really important. But really the number one tip I would give for essays is scholarship judges are looking for evidence of leadership abilities. And so, you know, you don't have to be the president of a group or the CEO or something like that, but it's just about being a leader where you are. So you think about what leaders do, right? They take initiative, they solve problems, they're able to work with a team. So I encourage students that are listening, find ways to be a leader in your school, maybe at home, maybe in your community, and really volunteering is a great way to get leadership experience. So make sure that you're telling your story um, when you're writing your essay. Now, for the application, you have to think of the application like a package, and so I like to give this example. If you're at a restaurant and you just ordered a really nice steak and a baked potato, if it comes out on a dirty plate, you, depending on what it is, depending on how dirty the plate is, you may or may not accept it. You may send it back. 
you know, have the waiter to take it back to the kitchen. And so that's the same thing with a scholarship application. Your elements, like the, the steak, the baked potato, those represent the essay. Those represent the letters of recommendation. That can look wonderful. But if the plate, the packaging, the application, if the plate isn't clean, if it's not neat, um, then the scholarship judge, you know, that could really be a turnoff and that could cost you the, the chance to win that scholarship. So make sure that, you know, you're meeting all the requirements, you know, that your grammar is correct, no spelling errors, that you really pay attention to the fine details. I love that. Um, and what, what age do you think students should start kind of looking towards scholarships? I know you had that great success story about within two weeks, you're able to get a couple grand. But for those that are, I mean, A-Rod even mentioned a 40 grand to, um, for college, but some, some of them are paying upwards of $100,000 to go to university to, to achieve that education that they want. So, um, and you talked a little bit about at the very beginning about having a great plan and a roadmap for the parents. Where do you think that parents should help starting their kids on this process? And, and like, what kind of advice would you give on that? Personally, I would like to see a student starting no later than the seventh or eighth grade, which is around age 13, age 12, 13. Um, however, there are scholarships for your child as young as five years old. And the scholarship that I'm referring to, it is the Google for Doodle, you know, the Google search engine. They actually have a scholarship, and the youngest age that they accept is children that are five years old. So, you know, be mindful of that as well. Oh, that's fantastic. I really, really, really appreciate having you on. We only have about a minute before the end of the show. Is there any kind of last-minute advice or tidbits you want to share And can you share your social media again just so that anyone can reach out and follow you? Because you're definitely the woman to talk to. You're very compassionate. You've got some great information. And I really, really appreciate uh, that you've come on the show to help us out. So thank you so much. Great. And thank you so much, Brandy. I really enjoyed this segment and and sharing this information. I'll start with the social media first. Um, As you can reach me on uh, at Facebook, that's prep, the number four college, all one word. You can reach me on Twitter at prep, F-O-R, college, all one word. And then lastly, Instagram, which is prep, F-O-U-R, college, all one word. So this is my last tidbits uh, of advice to you. Number one is you have to keep searching. And I, I want to say it like this, that this is a numbers game. You cannot apply for two or three scholarships and expect to win all of them. I have yet to find a student that has done that. Um, and that's really a high risk to even assume that. So keep applying. You, you, you may not win every scholarship, um, but that's okay. That's why you should keep applying all year long. Uh, number two is if you need help, ask for it. You know, don't blindly send in an application and not have someone review it. But make sure that you're getting help and having someone to review not only the application, but your scholarship essays as well. Oh, Ashley, that, those are two brilliant pieces of advice. I really appreciate having you on the show. Um, it's time for the next show on the channel, so I have to let you go. But please, let's uh, stay in contact, and I'd love to see how we can help support what you're doing in life. Thank you again. Absolutely. Thank you. See you uh, next week at the same time, everyone. Have a great week. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show.